Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education Podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field. My name is Eric Van Dusen from Data Science Undergraduate Studies in the Division of Computing, Data Science, and Society at UC Berkeley, and I'll be leading our conversation today. And my name is Harry Lee, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping out today too. Great, welcome. Um, Katya, could you give us a brief introduction about yourself? It's great to have you. Um, could you like introduce where you're working and what you're working on? Yeah, so my name is Katya Fuchs, and I am um, the chair of the mathematics department at City College of San Francisco. I um, have been at City College of San Francisco since 2010, it's a really exciting place to work. There's always opportunities to try new things and do new things and coupled with, you know, it's always a challenge to get things done when you're at a really big college. So I've always been sort of inspired and, and, and I felt like I've been empowered to sort of pursue new adventures. And one of the things I've been thinking about during my entire time at City College has been how do I increase access and increase the relevance of STEM fields uh, to improve our um, reach to the equity populations and um, just generally be more relevant to more students. And it it hit me at one point that like the field of data science is is like a really good avenue to pursue in that quest. So uh, fall of 2019 is when I became chair of the math department, and that's when I decided that I would really launch myself into that project. Great. Um, sort of on that, do you feel like you're getting into data science is like on your initiative, or are you getting the message from like leadership at the community college to take this on? So I remember a conversation sort of in the middle of the fall semester 2019. I went to talk to my dean, David Yee, and I said to him, David, I want you to know I've gone rogue. I'm going full speed with this data science thing. And I really hope you support me because I'm going to go full steam ahead anyway. And he was like, I support you all the way. So it was definitely something that um, I started pursuing on my own and then later discovered through sort of my foraging, in a sense, that there was a lot of sort of buzzing about it already. Um, so definitely was my, in, in, it was my initiative that led me to discover others working in it as well. Nice. Uh, what are some of the big challenges that you faced in the last couple of years since you've embarked on this? I would say the... The biggest challenge is, I guess, the cheap answer to that question is money. But the more nuanced answer to that question is, 
we don't have the luxury to hire whoever we want to do whatever we want. Um, we have the faculty that we have. And if we want to teach things, we've got to get those faculty teaching those things. With data science being such an interdisciplinary uh, field, um, we find ourselves really having to retool in a way, you know, getting math faculty up to a place where they could teach the material from the coding standpoint, getting computer science faculty sort of interested enough in the math bits and the statistics bits uh, to want to teach it. Uh, so really kind of retooling um, to be able to offer this up to the standards that we've set for ourselves um, has been the biggest challenge. And this kind of training takes time. This kind of training takes resources in terms of technology. So really kind of getting those partnerships, getting those resources, and getting faculty who are willing to take that plunge to learn something new at this stage of their career um, has been the biggest challenge. It's it's exciting that you you know you're you're working through those. Um, I guess there's a set of questions that we've been in conversation about. That um, where do you see data science education fitting in to community college education overall? So one thing that I've been thinking about and reflecting on a lot lately is this idea that. We at the community college have find ourselves at a crossroads. You know, the, the, from, from the state side of things, there's a lot of pressure to get students like completing things in quotes, right? Whether that's certificates or degrees or transfers. But in some sense, the more real thing is like, improving students' lives and increasing their scope in terms of what experiences and what jobs they are qualified for. And so on the one hand, um, what I would like to do is I would like to provide our students with courses that make them more um, kind of relevant in today's job market. But I have to also be thinking about the fact that the state wants me to like get them a certificate to complete or get them an associate's degree to complete. So that's, you've hit the nail on the head. Like how do we get that all to play together? Because I think even one or two classes of data science could go a huge way into unifying a campus community. It's so interdisciplinary. We could have biology teaching data science. We could have, uh, social sciences, teaching data science, but really keeping that focus on completing and having something to show in sort of a bureaucratic way for the student's progress. Um, because that's kind of how we make that program viable from like a funding standpoint. Does, does, that, does that answer your question? Yeah, I guess a follow-up is like, how do you think it's going to evolve over time? Like we're piloting now uh, you know, how is it going to become more integrated over time? Well, uh, so I, I hope that we'll teach, we'll, we'll, we'll train more faculty to teach it. 
That's, that's like number one. Um, I hope that we sit down, you know, going back to what I said earlier about making STEM more accessible to more students. I think that we're going to have to be kind of brave in the math, you know, world and sit down and think about who are our like STEM math classes serving, you know, um, and do they serve the people, do, do they serve as many people as we want them to serve? Um, is our STEM calculus sequence really the sequence that we need to be offering or should we perhaps be thinking about a calculus for data science, a more sort of discrete math-focused calculus sequence where we're thinking more in terms of things like, you know, optimization more than other areas of, of calculus, um, getting coding into calculus, getting data analysis into calculus. Um, so I'd like, I, I hope that's where it goes. I hope that it gets us to a place where we can sit down and look at our curriculum and ask, should we be teaching more things? Should we be teaching different things? Should we change the things we are teaching now? Um, and I hope that the answer ends up being something that serves more students and something that serves them in a way that's relevant for today. I guess the calculus sequence is where my mind is at, like either creating a new kind of more robust short calculus sequence that can feed into that data science world um, or like, you know, deconstructing our STEM calculus sequence, which I don't see happening, quite frankly, but creating a robust short calculus sequence, I think, is where I'd like to see it go. Great. Thank you for that answer. Um, very insightful. And I also wanted to ask, um, it's a bit of a broader question, but how do you think that we as, as data scientists and as educators should be creating and evolving a community around data science education, um, more specifically for community college instructors? Um, I think, especially for community college instructors, really thinking about our journeys around like creating this curriculum, right? Creating curriculum is, is a tough thing in the community college universe because you can't just create a course in a vacuum, right? We have to be talking to our colleagues at the CSUs. We have to be talking to our colleagues at the UCs. Eric, you know, we've, we've had some of these conversations, you know, articulation, um, transferability, all of this stuff. And it would be really, really powerful if every community college that wants to bring data science onto their campus didn't have to reinvent the wheel for themselves. If there was some kind of resource, whether it's a, a community, some kind of support group, or maybe a Slack group, like, hey, we got our such and such course to articulate to data eight, how'd you do it? You know, you know what did you do? What were the steps? How long did it take? Or we created a short calculus sequence that um, articulates the UC Davis's short calculus sequence that they made for data science. How'd you do it? You know, who'd you talk to? Who are some people who might be able to help expedite? You know, we got CID Math 110 for, you know, I'm just shooting from the hip here, but we got this CID for our data science course. Here are the people to talk to who will be, you know, good resources. Um, because that has been one thing that I felt 
really acutely in this process is that I have, we have our community, our, our data science alliance, and it has been so incredibly powerful, but there isn't like a network outside of that that reaches through the community college system. So having that network would be like, I can just feel my, my soul taking a deep breath as I say this. Like if I had someone who I could go to and know like, oh, this person is involved with the CID evaluation. I can talk to them and see how long it's going to be, when things are going to happen, so on and so forth. Or maybe even I can sit down with them and they can look at my proposal and tell me, you know what, this isn't going to fly and this is why. And these are the things that you should change. Um, because I feel like I'm in the dark and I'm pretty active with this. That doesn't mean I'm up on all the ups, but it would be good to have that network of resources, network of helpful people to talk to. Nice. I feel like I feel I feel like we're on a journey uh, working on this together, and um, it's great to hear you articulate it as like the the need for it. Um, I would love to go on like a practical level. Like you're a department chair. Give me some like what's the nuts and bolts of implementing uh, data science at a community college? I mean, I know you you have relationships with CS. You have your math lecturers. Like, give us give us some practical stuff. Well, so here's some practical stuff. Um, you know, as department chair, I have millions of things that I have to do that have nothing to do with data science. Right? I have to make a schedule. I have to deal with the things. So in my opinion, like something that everybody who gets into this needs is like you need a you need a team of people, how you wrangle them, what you do to convince them to be on your team is going to vary from person to person. But, you know, in my case, like my absolute ride or die is Sean Wiggins at the math department. And then we have Craig Persico from CS and um Ron Page, Claire Heimer, they're both from math, Amy McClanahan. So we have like a core group that are convinced that this is a good thing. Um, in the fall, uh, we only have two, two sections for budgetary reasons of the class, but we are already training this cohort of faculty who are going to be ready to teach it if slash hopefully when there's more demand to offer more sections. So that's number one, like convince a group of people that this is a good thing. And I don't mean administrators and like people there, like in your department, convince people that this is something that's worth doing. Um, the next thing, and this is where, you know, Sean Wiggins and Craig Persico and Jonathan Potter were so instrumental. You got to write a course outline, right? Like you got to have a class to teach. So we wrote a course outline that took a couple months. You have to know about your curriculum committee's schedule, right? So if you want to launch a course in semester X, well, then you have to start it down the curriculum pipeline, like either a year ahead of time or sometimes a year and a half, depending on the cycle of your curriculum committee. So know the cycles of your curriculum committee and um, plan accordingly when you're writing your course outline. Um, the cycles of the curriculum committee are, are a little bit boring, so I won't go into them. But presumably, you know, your, your, your outline will be approved or eventually approved. And then you have to establish a relationship with your articulation officer. Rachel Cohen is ours. She's amazing. And 
they're the ones who are going to sort of tell you, you know, this is what, um, this is what's, what, this is what's going to happen next. Like these are the, uh, these are kind of the steps in terms of transferability, you know, articulation to CSU, articulation to UC, blah, blah, blah. So you've got to, like, you've got to be in touch with your articulation process uh, officer and really get to know that process and all the steps, which was for me super overwhelming. I didn't know a lot of it and it was overwhelming, but you got to learn it. Um, then there's also counselors, right? Courses are completely useless if there aren't students who are going to take them. And where do students find out about courses? They find out courses through basically like counseling. When they sign up, when they matriculate, what courses can I take? What, what courses am I eligible to sign up for? So I spoke to, at our all counseling meeting and I told them about this course. They showered me with questions to which I didn't know answers. Like, when are you going to know if it articulates? When are you going to know if it has transferability? Da, 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 da. And, and they're, you know, they're very exacting and you have to have that information. Um, and then beyond that, like, I'm at the scary point where we've got a course I think we've gotten the word out. We, we presented at this student organized conference by El Camino in Berkeley over the weekend. Um, I, th I think there's, there's going to be some interest. I think we'll get some students in the courses. So now you've got to take it to the department level and be like, I think this is something we should do. Like, let's talk about next steps. Um, so those are some practical, the, those, those are some of the practical sort of notches on at least my belt. Uh, those are some of the steps that I had to go through. That's great. So I have a follow on that's really like comes right after that. Uh, but this is also something we've talked about before is there's a need to sort of retool and upskill existing community college instructors. Like it's not like you're going to bring in new people to teach data science, right? Like you need to engage with the faculty you have in math or CS and give them this on-ramp to a new class. So um, can you talk about um, how, how to go about doing that? Well, so again, in my case, I... Um I was really lucky in that I, I, I was able to convince or, or I was very lucky to have Sean Wiggins in my department who was like 100% all in, like he was on board. And we sat down and we talked about like, who are the people that we think we should, we want like in that first cohort. And we were looking for people who have sort of an eye for, um, uh, innovation, trying something new, aren't terribly afraid of like closing their eyes and jumping feet first and hoping you land somewhere good. Um, we were looking for people who taught statistics a lot and maybe were kind of engaged in conversations, how to make statistics more current, how to make it more relevant. And then also, quite frankly, you know, thinking about this idea of, of, of making this about equity and, and STEM and um, we also like wanted to have a diverse group of faculty, right? So we wanted to make sure that this was a mix of, of more junior faculty and more senior faculty, that this was a mix of, you know, folks of different um, 
everything, whether it's ethnic backgrounds, whether it's, uh, you know, gender identities, all of it. We wanted to have a diverse group of people because we felt that was important to our mission. And then we pitched it to those people and we basically said, hey, like, what do you think? And one of the faculty whom I will not name just because I don't know if they want me to say this about them, but one of the faculty wasn't particularly on board. They weren't convinced that this wasn't just kind of like, you know, feeding into the hands of corporate America. But they were willing to to give it a shot. And I was like, listen, no commitment necessary. If you don't like it, I'm not going to force you to teach this class. Um, But give it a whirl. And just a couple weeks ago, I was making the schedule for fall. And I said to this person, listen, um, I might get, I might be able to run another section of Math 108 in the fall. If I do, will you, will you consider teaching it? And they said to me, you know, yes. And I said, I'm so happy because I feel like you have come around a bit, that, that, you, that you are interested in doing this a bit. And their response was like, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't on board, but now, but now I feel like this is actually a good thing. Um, so it was, it was very much boots on the ground, just like sitting down and thinking about who are the right people for this. And then approaching those people and being patient with them and, and, and working with them to create to, to make it feel like something that was meaningful. And I guess I'll finish this question by saying, like, I really believe in this. Like, this is something I truly believe in. And I don't think you can do this unless you truly believe in it. I think you have to think that this is an important change that we have to make. And unless you truly believe that in your soul, like folks aren't going to follow. They're just going to be like, oh, this is another dumb like department activity <laughs> that we have to engage in. Um, so yeah, I, I convinced myself first and then I got, and then I got to convincing other people. Great. Thank you. That was an amazing answer. Um, and building off of uh, the last question, um, except this one's a bit more curriculum based. How do you think that the data science curriculum integrates with the existing math and statistics curriculum at um, the community college level? That's a really hard question. That is like the million dollar question, the billion dollar question. I don't know how many, like lots of zeros attached. Um, in a lot of ways, I will speak about math. A lot of ways it doesn't. Like, and that was one of the musics that we had to, that I had to face is that, you know, we don't teach coding really in our math classes. Um, We have a discrete math class and depending on who's teaching it, that could have some coding in it. That could have a little bit of like, that overlay in it. But a lot of the math we teach, it isn't super like we kind of keep it to pencil and paper, right? Statistics, occasionally we get some Excel going. But to me, in some sense, the big leap of faith was saying like, let's bring coding into our classrooms. Let's take math faculty who have never been told they have to know how to code And let's convince them that it's good to learn how to code. Like that would be a good thing. 
And having that be a part of your curriculum and teaching your students math through coding or math with coding, I think that's the big leap of faith. And um, and then and then and then from there we're kind of off to the races. So I think that's the scary answer: is that we realized that it really was a a matter of rethinking who we are because it really didn't line up with the way that we taught things at that moment. Um, And again, that's kind of why I'm so proud of the work we've done so far. Like we have a group of faculty who decided that this is something they want to do. Moving forward, the spirit is there. You know, we have some classes, like we have a short calculus sequence. I think it's, I think we can poke around with it. Um, but the big question, and Eric, you know this, I think I've said this 4 million times, like how does algebra fit into this? We teach so much algebra. Um, I teach algebra. It's kind of my bread and butter. I love teaching algebra. But how does that fit in? Does it fit in, right? There's these existential questions. Um, and that's been the challenge is kind of realizing that maybe we have to change a lot in order to get this to work and how much is enough becomes the question like how much do we have to change to make this actually possible and i think that's where we're at right now okay my last question is kind of related do you have a vision of how the four-year universities that people are transferring to should steer their curriculum to be friendly towards transfers? I think, like, to me, there's this thing that happens in my head, which is, like, there's now and there's, like, 10 years from now, right? I was actually thinking about this the other evening. I was thinking, like, in a rosy future where we can hire new faculty, which who knows when that will come. But like maybe we can even talk about having a min qual or adding to our desirable qualifications, you know, has some coding experience, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I think down the line, it won't be quite as much like brute muscle to like retool our departments to be able to teach this. And we'll be able to provide loads and loads of different options. Like, we'll actually, it, it won't, there, there are certain things that won't be as much work in the future as they are now. Um, right now, it's, it's work to create this, these classes. And we're not going to have a ton of various data science options for students right away. So maybe one way in which four-year universities could support us now is by providing really clear guidelines of what's good enough for now. Um, where, what's a good baseline that we can get our students to for now? And then later, as we are fully retooled and fully integrated and have a full spread of faculty who are trained and willing and able to teach this, then we can start adding on. But having really clearly communicated 
ideas of like, these are the sorts of things that we want our students to come here with, I think would be really helpful in the beginning when we can't pr produce a lot. We, every piece is work. Every piece is tremendous amounts of energy and time. So if we knew that this thing that we're doing is actually useful, I think that would go a long way. And it all kind of circles back together, doesn't it? Like making sure that those communications are super clear. Well, thank you for all these. Um, do you have any parting thoughts or words of wisdom for other people embarking on this path that you want to share? I don't think I have anything that I haven't alluded to or said already. But I think, you know, one of the most exciting things that has happened to me on this journey is like, realizing how many people are on the same journey, literally stumbling on the same roots and rocks that I am and like connecting with them, you know, like the student run conference, which by the way, it was amazing, but the student run conference, um, you know, Solomon Russell emailed me about it. And I was like, Hey, do you want to get involved? And I had a week to try to get the word out. I was like, oh my God, yes, we want to get involved. And, and like, it has been so wonderful to like get to know my colleagues in Southern California, whether it's, you know, El Camino College or uh, Santa Barbara Community College and realize like we're all literally stumbling in the same places. And there's a beauty to like that synchronized stumbling. So I guess for those of us who are kind of sitting on the sidelines wondering, should I jump in? Like, we're all here. We're all trying to make it work. And like, let's try to like, maybe if more of us tread water, it'll be easier not to sink. You know, how about, you know, like the, the frogs in the, in the milk. Um, so yeah, like, I think the more community colleges start talking about this, the easier it'll be because there'll be more need to get this information out. And so that's my parting words, is like if you're thinking about whether or not to do it, like jump in, ask questions, because there's people who are trying to make it work, and I think we have some answers. Yay, thank you for that. That's really inspiring. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. This has been really fun. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts. And join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.